How would you like to earn more money, but with less stress and less work? I know it's a massive pipe dream for most people, but hear me out. I'm Jerry Krause, host of the Buying Online Businesses podcast, and in this episode, I'm speaking with David Rell from JoinUpDots, which is in the top 0.5% of the best podcasts online. It's a seriously awesome podcast, and David lives and breathes business coaching and has helped countless people scale their businesses. And in this podcast episode, David and I talk about how to identify the dots, in your life and how to join up the dots in your life. And these are the pivotal moments that allow you to project into scale and project into growth without working more and without having more stress, but allowing you to actually earn more money. And this all comes from reflection and learning how to see the wisdom within your own life and within your own business. And there's certain things that you can do to be able to unlock these things. So this is a podcast really about business mindset and how to evolve in a way that shapes the lifestyle that you actually want. Not shaping a business that you have to, your business is your life. This is about creating a business and turning your business into a great business that you love and you get a lot of fulfillment out of. We also talk about what David learned when he bought his business just recently and what you should uh, learn from him and take advice on when you're buying your business. We also talk about how to harness your hunger for growth and in business and in life and how this hunger can be a two-edged sword, how it can distract you, how it can disrupt things and cause destruction in your life, but how it can also fuel growth in your business and life as well and how to harness that energy into the right channel at the right time in the right place to actually evolve in your business and life and actually have a better lifestyle. Like I said, whilst earning more money with less stress. We also talk about how to overcome obstacles and all the cool things that David has talked about on his podcast with many world-class guests and speakers. This is seriously a delightful episode. It is the funnest episode that I have done on the podcast in a long, long time, probably ever, and I really enjoyed it. I know that you're absolutely going to love it, so let's get stuck in. Today's episode is brought to us by Niche Website Builders, which is a company a few of my clients are using and have used for content creation and link building services. They do everything from start to finish, so from keyword research all the way to uploading your completed article for you. We've also had Bob members buy ready-made affiliate sites built by Niche Website Builders. So if you're looking to outrank your competitors' content and build better backlinks, Niche Website Builders and I have a special deal for you. Head to nichewebsite.builders forward slash Bob. I'll put a link in the show notes for you, but again, that's www.nichewebsite.builders forward slash Bob. Do you want to start investing websites, but don't want to drop $20,000 on your first investment? Check out Odie's where you can buy premium age domains to build a website on and add Odie's done for you affiliate site package to help you grow your website and get seen. Instead of buying a crummy website that's been built to sell with no authority, buy a premium age domain with built-in authority, great SEO and fresh quality content for your website. Head to odys.global to check out their great deals. That's O-D-Y-S dot G-L-O-B-A-L. Link will be in the description too. (music) 
David Ralph from Join Up Dots, thank you for coming on. It is an absolute delight to be here, sir, connecting across the globe, even though I've been doing this for years and this is the way it is. It still blows my mind that we can we can Star Trek and click and see each other and FaceTime and stuff. It's, it's never going to be boring to well, me. Well, imagine what it's going to be like when the metaverse is becomes a bigger thing. It's going to be crazy. We'll be able to holograph into each other's living rooms and have a... Don't talk about the metaverse. <laughs> what a way to open I, up I, I the... saw the metaverse the other day. What a way to open up Oh, the, it's the madness. It's madness. I don't know what the men from Facebook and Zuckerberg <laughs> is talking about. It's, it's, it, if life is about having connection, I think the metaverse oh, is yeah. taking us away from that connection. And, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's madness. But that's my own point of view on it. Well... I'm I'm upset with it as well because you're right. If you look at the hierarchy of needs of individuals and humans, one is real human connection. And, I mean, we're connecting now, right, which mm. is cool, but it's not the same yeah. as human connection, uh, being, being in each other's energy, energy fields or, you know, being close to one another um, in the flesh. And that is where people start to live in in their own bubble, in their own room, and spend all their time there, and then... I want to touch you, yeah. Jared. That's what I'm yeah, trying to get, say. I hug. want to touch yeah. you in the that's flesh. Right. Let's have a hug, Let's and we won't take it any further <laughs> yeah. than that, but, but yeah, I, I, I got blown away with the metaverse. I just thought, this is insanity. It is insanity. Well, what a way to open up the podcast. Let's dive into some, some other mindset stuff that's going to warp our mind hopefully as business owners so i wanted to chat to you because i came i, ca I came on your podcast and it was honestly just a delight to chat it was we just had a really good connection and i wanted to bring you on to talk about mindsets our favorite subject here um and yeah first though before we dive into mindset i want to ask you have you bought a business before I have. Um, I bought a business recently, actually. I, I've got an offline business, which is a car spares accessories business, which was um, a failing business. It was a family business, and it was it was doing extremely well 50 years ago, um, really well 40 years ago. But as the market changed and less people could do their own cars and mend their own cars, the business was going downhill. So I bought it and decided that I would turn it around using my online skills. Um, it's been a bit of a drag in certain regards, but it's been good for me as well, because I don't know if you feel the same, Jared. And like the metaverse, really, it's a similar sort of connection. When you are an online business coach and a podcaster, and you, you, you can become quite isolated, and you can lose track of of the real business skills and that's about building relationships and providing value and customer service and so it's been very good in that regard getting me back into a real life um, arena where proper customers are coming in and some of them are delighted with you and some of them aren't happy with you and you've got the ability to turn one round and get somebody in again so it's been very good on that um, but it's not as easy as doing the online work. 
you know to get to somebody to come into a property is a lot harder but it's still basically the same principles so a lot of people i i would agree i mean you've you've bought a business that uh, has been existing for quite a while I, I remember us chatting about this briefly um together on your podcast um in the family business what would you know a lot of people here listening uh wanting to either buy a business or grow the business they've just bought what would you say to them as a piece of advice that you'd learned through the purchasing phase that they should be tuned into that you may have learned? Exit strategy. Exit strategy. Mm. Know what you're getting into and how you're going to get out of it. And I think that's the piece that people screw up on, especially when they're they're building a business themselves. I work with a lot of people and I say to them, you know, this is dying you need outside help you need new eyes to look at this but because they're so precious about the growth and they started it from scratch they they're not willing to actually cut their losses and uh, and escape and i see every business as a learning experience um, and it's a learning experience where you've got to paint yourself closest to the door. You've got to make the decisions that maybe are, are not pleasant to make, but they toughen you up. But ultimately, you know when it's the right time to say goodbye. Mm. That that's that's enough. That that business isn't mine anymore, and to leave it. And we can see that online, and we can see it. You know, with quite you know huge companies where they outstay their welcome. And, you know, Blockbusters is the classic example where he should have got out of it years ago. But because it was his business and he was precious yeah. about it, he stayed in thinking that the market's going to turn. If the market is turning away from you, you've got to be canny enough to say, I'm going to turn the other way and just cut my losses and get out. And I think that's one of the things that people don't don't well, look so, at. It's so tough when you've been ingrained in uh, a business for so long and you've built all these, all these processes and systems and how the business works and you've put everything into it. And some people are just at the stage where they're like, how... How can I even have the energy to cha- you know to change as the market changes? Which I think it would be a tough yeah. thing. Um, what you know, you work with a lot of people as a business coach, and you know a lot of people starting out, you know, sort of starting their business. Why? Why do you think so many people fail in in business? What do you think that is? I I know this one hundred percent without a doubt. It's their personal belief. Right. Especially with newbies, I say to them all the time, it is easier or it's at least as easy to make a ton of money online than it is earning pittance. Mm. And when I have my new guys come along, they're all looking at creating tiny little products and tiny little sort of entrance Mm. points into the market when I say to them, let's go big. Let's find somebody that will pay you a million pound and then work backwards from that point. And there's a real mindset piece where they're going, who's going to pay a million pound? You know, what value can I provide that's worth a million pound? And I always say to them, it's not your value. 
you've just got to collect the value from other people and you could bring a package together where you get Jared teaching this and David teaching that and and you know you step away from it you're the conduit of value and I think that's the biggest point that I see people don't believe that they can actually make a ton of money and make a successful business so they kind of limp into a world where we've seen it thousands of times before Jared where it's about let's create a Facebook community and try to bring people from there over no let's go big let's think big and let's try to hit it out of the Mm. park and then you will be past all these people spending their time trying to build Instagram accounts and and Pinterest and all that rubbish get the value get the belief and go for it bit ranty there sir. sorry yeah i was a bit ranty no, there but that, that's this what is I think. what this podcast is going to be about uh i'm so i'm so for mindset i'm because a belief is a mindset and i agree that the person uh who is working and i got this from naval ravikant um who has a beautiful philosophy on business and life uh, and talking about somebody that works at the corner store that makes $80,000 in their business a year uh, as a wage and may work 80 to 90 hours a week, right? And they're managing or owning or running this, this corner store may make the same amount of money or sorry, will do the same amount of work as somebody who's running a $10 million business, but pockets, you know, profits, you know, mm. maybe three to $5 million, uh, but does the same amount of work. It's, 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 it's crazy yeah. to think that, but you, I agree with you. Like you can, you can start off at the bottom selling these drink bottles with a profit margin of uh, $2, <laughs> or you could sell something bigger that's, makes a profit margin of $2,000 or $20,000 and you sell less with less work, right? Is that what you're getting at? Yeah. Yeah, yeah it, it absolutely is. It's, it's down to that I can provide something that the market is waiting mm. for. You know, I always give them a classic example of, uh, you know, Porsche engines, you know, if you can get a Porsche engine secondhand or used and somebody's going to come along and they're going to pay 10, 15, 20 grand, whatever, for that Porsche mm. engine. Now, how many customers do you need in a year? You don't, but you found something that people are wanting. And I use the example of Porsche engines because I know there's a marketplace mm-hmm. for that. Okay. And um, classic Ford cars using that, you know, of the 80s. The the profit margin on those is phenomenal at the moment. I used to have a Ford Escort back in 1988 with a power hood. I If I'd put that in my garage and put a sheet over it and left it for 30 years, it'd be worth a fortune, you know? People are looking for those kind of things. And it is. It's trying to find that smallest niche market with the biggest profit on on it mm-hmm. you know and it's just that but you you find that the majority of people that come through to me and what i do now joey 
when I started teaching people, I made the mistake of trying to help people find a business idea. So they'd come through to me and they'd say, you know, I'd really like to start my own business and we'd work on ideas. Now I say to them, no, it's not up to you to find the business idea. It's up to to you to allow the business idea to come oh. to you so we now teach people to you know find a hundred business mm -hmm. ideas and then do the research the data analysis to filter it down filter it down filter it down until five drop out of the bottom all winners and then look at that and think to yourself, where do my passions and where do my skills sit within those? Yeah. Okay. And so it's real mining for gold, totally different from how I used to do it. Now I say to them, look, we're business owners. We're not in it for passion. Mm -hmm. We're not in it for, you know, if you find your thing, you never work again and all that kind of stuff. We're in it to make a really good living and pay bills. And sometimes that's going to be a business that maybe you don't potentially love. But as a business owner, you should love making money because that's the only reason we're in for business. Mm. So that's how I do it now. Yeah, I think about this this mindset a lot when people are coming to make money online because that's my my niche, I guess, or industry. I don't really like it because every every single platform that I advertise on hates me because I'm in the make money online niche. But for the mindset of somebody that's like, I want to get out of my job and I want to make money online, the hardest thing is, I think, is is part of that belief of I just I just want to make like they may not have the strongest belief that they can do it, or they're not they don't have the long term grit to do it. And I think I say there's two things for, for people who want to just make money online or just make money is I think and this is pretty biased so for the so for yourself Dave and everybody listening uh, my opinion is pretty biased that I think if people just want to make money why don't they go away and buy a business that's already set up and established already making money because they don't need to care about the the niche as much they need to care about the business make sure the business does well and they can become passionate about growing the business which is my passion right not so passionate about all the niches that i'm in but i love the business and the business models and the strategies and the growth mm. uh, and become passionate about the growth of the business become passionate about the business if that's your only goal is to make money is why not buy something but and then some people come to me and say, Joe, you know, I want to start a business. And I believe if you start a business, I believe the best thing that you should have in your corner if you want to start a business is the passion to take that business and run with it for more than 10 years because the startup phase is so hard, right? Like, you know, you can just go buy something that's already making money or you can buy an investment that's already making money. But that startup phase, you know, if you're not, bought into it with the passion even the smallest thing can go can come up that smallest problem can come up and be like oh that's too big to tackle and you're out and then you've wasted your time effort and energy and money mm. what do you think about that david i, I think you're absolutely right I, I do i think that you know why not find something because there's so many businesses out there where the owners have just run out of steam yeah. End yeah. of story. And they've been in it for so long, um, which are great. Local businesses, I'm a great advocate for local businesses um, because the competition is less. And if the competition 
is there they're not very good at driving traffic and marketing and seo they're basically operating by sort of word and mouth um you know i'll give you an example we've just launched me and my brother we've just started a business and uh, it's for electric charging points for cars and so on the side of houses um we are now going around and installing that now he's a trained electrician we've had to go through many different hoops to get him signed off but i'm doing the online business and he's doing the offline business and we're working together on that now that is a a startup right from Mm. scratch we've hardly put any money into it but we know that that is a market that is exploding and even this week, the government has said all new houses from now on will have to have a charging point on that's because great. they want all cars to wow, be electric, you, you know. And so we looked at that. And that, that was one of those ones that he came to me and he said, I'd like to start my own business. I'm fed up with working for somebody. He came up with about five or six really stupid ideas. And then he came up with that one. I went, that's it instantly you could just see that was it and when you look at the marketplace there's no competition and so that was great as well so it is it's one of those things that you can either go with an existing business that has just run out of steam and breathe new life into it with your Mm. passion great believer in that because i've done that myself with the car business or you can look in your local market and think about things and sustainability is brilliant because that that's the buzzword so another thing i'll give to people electric bike kits people converting their push bikes into electric bikes brilliant market Mm -hmm. to get into um solar panels um anything to do with being green and saving the planet um evergreen business it's not going to go out of business and fortunately you can get in before most people yeah awesome Uh, a lot of people just had ticks going off in their head because i'm all about evergreen niche (laughs) um when you're buying something Mm. business business is hard like even when we we've worked out what we're going to buy or or what business we're going to be in there's there's things that are going to come up that we just can't anticipate right um and it could be a change in market, you know, your marketing, you may have lost a bunch of traffic from um, a particular platform or a bunch of customers because you've got single source dependency on customers and, and it can really hurt in business. What do you know, what do you, what do you teach people in terms of strategies and how to handle things that happen in business and how to overcome those sort of obstacles? Because it's, you know, it can crush people and it really can be in business, it can be a make or break for some people. So how do you help and guide people through that sort of stuff? Well, I think there's always an angle, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I'll give you an example. With the car business, it was failing. It was failing big time. And why it was failing was a lot of the historic customers had either got old and retired or passed away. It was a very sort of old school mm. business. And to compete in an automotive business, you've either got to go on price, which will kill you, or you've got to go on something that I like to call gap marketing, where you see the gaps that no one else is interested in out there and target those. So we went and targeted the classic cars, the Volvo estates, the non-sexy vehicles that people have got in their garages that they suddenly are struggling for parts. Mm. 
And I think that's one of the things that people will struggle with. When their business needs to pivot, they've got to go back to basics and look at the customer. And they've got to look at the customer and think, okay, is our customer still viable to us? And if they're not, what is the new stage of customer that we've got to go for? And through that process, you will see that actually the marketing becomes easy. Um, the, the, the data makes sense because you're working on a fresh new avatar that is waiting for you instead of trying to sort of force things through with the old style one. And so that's what I did with the business. I looked at it and thought, we need a new customer. We need a new customer base and we need to do things in a different way. I looked at the whole marketplace and thought, who's not being sought for and I basically did thousands and thousands of Google searches on Google Maps and Google My Business. And every time something appeared, I jotted it down. Every time something didn't, and then I would put myself in that position. And then three weeks later, do a search. Oh, yes, I am there. Tick, I'm in there. And I just looked at how we were moving ourselves into those gaps left behind and the beauty of it is is once you get one customer coming in and they like their service then it's quite easy to say you know tell your neighbors about us um now in online a little bit more difficult but it all comes down to reviews um reviews 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 and it doesn't matter what your business is it still comes down to the fact that somebody either likes you or they mm -hmm. don't like you um and get reviews and get testimonials and use those as your social media and not some clever kind of uh graphic that you think is just going to hit the spot <laughs> Business is all about trust and loyalty. Mm. End of story. Mm. And and people, you know, they only want to know that when they put their credit card over, they they're safe. Really, end of story. And it doesn't matter with my coaching. Um, you know, I do a lot of coaching. I spend more time talking to the people, trying to push them away, to say, you know, make sure you're all right. Come back next week if you still fancy it. Talk to your spouse. Have a conversation with your spouse because your spouse has got to be on your side. This is a big investment, you know. Come back to me. And just like that sort of filter of the 100 businesses that drop down, drop down, the ones that come out the end are your perfect customers. They're willing to invest in you. They're willing to do the work because you have... You know, you haven't jumped all over them. You've made them believe in you, trust you. And once you get that, then everything becomes easier again. You, you'll find that yourself, Jared, I'm sure, that the ones that really put the money into you are the ones that do the work yeah. and they listen to you and they take your advice. Yeah, you're right in the pushing people away thing, uh, spot on. It's just... It's a different energy. So I used to do a lot of sales. I used to have a sales team and then I used to build my own sales team and head up the sales team and, you know, teach them. I used to teach sales. And there's a very different energy between that I just don't think can be faked. Um, a lot of people tried to fake it uh, in sales of like the wantingness and the neediness of I need the money, I need, a, I need to put food on the table. And I came from that. We all, we all kind of did in a different aspect in our, as a business mm. owner. But the, the, when you get to the point that you don't, the money isn't a, a big thing, uh, then the the energy between yourself and a customer changes. Of the like, I you can be very grounded and you can uh, 
you don't need them as a client. Instead, what's more important than money is your reputation and doing the right thing and your ethics and your values, yeah. right? And that's why I think, you know, I pushed somebody away just this week. I sent them an email and they told me, or they, they wanted to work with me as a, as a client for coaching. And they told me how much they were making. I was like, oh, like maybe they're not at the level to pay for my coaching. So I told them, you know, look, this is how much this costs. You, you know, are you at this level? Is this something you're willing to invest in? You can if you want, but, you know, you need to understand that this is going to be investment and you may not get the ROI now. It may take you a little bit longer to get and it will cost you this amount. Um, so think about it. And they came back and like, yeah, you're right. Like, let's wait, wait till I get to that level. So that's that's about buying trust. You know, this person will probably go and tell somebody that like, look, I want to, you know, I want to get to this level so I can work with Jared. Um, and I, I'm a strong believer in in showing people that, you know, results, results are... The only reason people want to, they, they don't care about me. They don't care about like, oh, I, want to, I just want to talk to Jared. They don't care about that. Nobody cares about just talking to Jared. All they want for themselves is a result, right? <laughs> so <clears throat> how can yeah. you, yeah. like I think. You know, I turn people down. If, if I say to them, send me an email on Monday, mm. you know, and they don't send me an email on Monday. They send it on I Wednesday, like whatever. You're setting traps. They're, yeah. they're gone, yeah. you know. Yeah, it's those tiny little mm -hmm. things of professionalism. But if they don't do that, then I think, hang on, it, it's not worth it. You know, if they do send it on Monday, I think, okay, I told them to do that and they did that. You know, there's there's clues to that, that relationship moving forward. Yeah, it gives you an insight. I guess it gives you that insight of, is this person really wanting it? And if they don't do it, like what I tell them, no, you, you know, you're giving them, you're telling them to do something for free. Do this on this date. If they don't do it, mm. they're definitely not going to do it when they pay you. <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. It's a strange, it's strange how people operate. Yeah. Some, like it comes back to that belief of some people aren't just hungry enough, I guess. And hunger may be, may not be the correct word, but just may not want it bad enough so what do you say to people that i, I think i think you're right i, I do think it is mm. hunger i think it's eye of the tiger yeah. you know we used to watch that in the rocky films you know and um i i saw it the other day actually there, there's that girl that british girl emma radicanu and uh she was playing a tennis match and she won the us open and there was a shot that she missed and she looked up at the, like the camera and her coach and I could see it in her eyes. And it was like, no matter what happens, I'm going to win this mm -hmm. match, you know, and you could just see every ball that she'd hit over the nets since she was five years old, four years old, it had come down to this moment and she wasn't going to lose it. And you don't get that very often with people. Not that, that they want the fast track. They want the results. And more often than not, they're not willing to do the work. You know, the fact that I've been running my business um, for nearly 10 years now, running my business um, for nearly 10 years now, and every morning I'm at my desk more or less at the same time doing the same thing. You know, it's and I go to bed, want the results, but they're not willing to actually mm. hit those balls across that net 
every single morning for hour upon hour upon hour. It's, it's, it's a strange way. You've either got it or you haven't. I don't think it's nature and nurture. And I don't think you okay. can, you don't you know, think it can be manufactured that if you haven't got because it. Because that was going to be my next question is, no. is, you know, and I've, I've, I think I've manufactured it a little bit. Um, or I've sort of added fuel to the fire, like the competitiveness between my siblings and myself had maybe have added fuel to the fire. And then the, some, mm. some things in the personal development world of like, you know, manifesting and, you know, there's a, there's a, there's a lot of fluff in that type of stuff. There's some good stuff in it as well. Um, but mm. you know, I think there's parts of it that has been, manu- I have manufactured it for myself, which has worked. Um, so you don't think that you don't think that there is some things that we can do to really build that belief in ourselves, uh, or build that willingness and wantingness, or build that hunger up. No, I think you said it. You you had the fire and you threw extra on the okay. fire. You know, I think you you need to have something. And more often than not, it is the, you know, are you running away from something or running towards something? Mm. And a lot of people want to be happy, but they're not willing to do the things to make you happy. Mm. A lot of people want a, a beautiful girlfriend or a beautiful husband, whatever, but they're not willing to actually go out on a hundred dates with people to find the right one. You know, it's, it's the non important stuff Mm -hmm. that brings about the importance, you know? And I think with you, if you've got that fire in your belly Mm -hmm. to actually, you know, I, I, as I'm talking now, I can actually feel it kind of, you know, come up to me. I, I, it's, it's like a blaze inside Mm me and I can't get rid of that. And there was a time that that took me over, and I know you had burnout yeah. and I had burnout, where it, it was it was crazy times. The fire was blazing. Now I've got it under control, but it doesn't take a lot for it to come out. But, yeah, if you say to somebody, you know, send an email Monday and they don't do it, how much do they want it? Yeah, it's 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 an awesome energy. But it, it can be like I, I can feel it now as well in myself. It, it, it is very much like it is. It is like you get like hunger is 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 a good word for it. And like you said with the burnout thing, I th- still I'm always running towards things. Like if you see me in the, <laughs> if you see me when I'm training. Or when you see me when I'm in my surf coaching, I'm always the one that's going to fall off because I'm going higher on the ramp or doing something just stupid mm. that my ability is not ready for. <laughs> so I'm injuring myself, and you know it. It can get me. It can. It can be. It can be helpful, but it can be a hindrance as well. And I feel the older that I get, uh the more I understand that that is a good energy and if I just learn how to channel it at the right time, because yesterday I could have worked 12 hours because I've got the hunger for it. And, you know, you, you and I could, you know, work 100-hour, 120-hour work weeks. It's just not the right thing to do though, mm. is it? So how for those people that are listening no, it's that not. are like, you know, they're, I'm, they're hungry. They're, I want to... I want to buy an online business, I want to make money online or I want to be in business or they are in business. 
what are some of the ways that people can learn to channel that energy to the right so they're not just you know make causing destruction as an entrepreneur in their life <laughs> like you and i have <laughs> i i i think yeah i think a, a, the three hour i really think the three hour three hour you know, work. know what you're going to do in that three yeah. hour work hard for three hours and then that's about enough it really is. You know, I was doing 16, 20-hour cool. days, hardly sleeping. Mm. And I look back on it, most of that was crap. You know, I was doing the hours, but it, none of that's really around my business mm. now. It, it was just stuff that was kind of not value. And so I think three hours on the business and three hours on your own, you know, on and that might be go for a walk in the country, Um meditate i used to think people oh i can't meditate now i spend so much time meditating because i know it's bringing the gold back into my business you know and i still feel slightly embarrassed talking about meditation because it's just not something that i i kind of grasped but i now know the benefits mm. and so i think that's the one thing know what you're going to hit that free hour with really work on that free hour and then switch off and then go off and do something else you know mm. um and you will get so much done instead of just turning your laptop on checking your emails going onto facebook um having a coffee coming back you know and then it's lunch time three hours in three hours out i really like it because and i had this conversation with uh people in the master in my mastermind just yeah two days ago um, somebody that's come in that has that's a little bit younger than me and has so much good energy and is going to do well, but only if that energy is channeled. So I said to him, look, you're going to do really well if you do it the right way and you follow a strategy and you don't go outside the guidelines too many times. Um, otherwise, you're just going to go around and chase the shiny ball too, like too much. So I kind of like to prescribe people homework. And what I said to him was, look, what I want you to do is I want you to do this task and do this work and say it's the three hours, right? As an example, do three hours of the homework. And when you're not doing the, um, the homework, Turn off your computer, shut your laptop down. And uh, I, actually, I think I said, turn off the internet. Uh, and he's like, well, what do you mean? I said, well, what we have a tendency to do, and this is my tendency a, a, bit, a lot younger, was, all right, I've done that task. What else can I do to make money? What else can I do to get out of the survival phase of being in my job? So I'll go away and learn crypto, share trading, NFTs, all these other sort of distracting things. And what happens, I find, when people go away and do that, David, is they put energy, they put the energy into that three-hour work that's going to get them a result. And what they do is that other energy that they have gets spent and exhausted on things that are a distraction. And then when they come back to do their work, they're tired and they don't get as good results yeah. or they don't do the work as well. And so I prescribed to him, go and weigh in that time off after that three hours, don't do any work. Force yourself to do something that fulfills you. And what I mean by fulfilling is a hobby, uh, you know, 
meditating is hugely fulfilling. Um, I, I get a lot of fulfillment out of it as well, David. Uh, it, it could be spending time with your partner, your kids, anything that's not work that actually gives you joy and fulfillment. And then you'll find once you've really filled your cup up with fulfillment, when you come back to that three hours of work, your hunger is is overflowing. It's peaking at the top and the work that you produce is yeah. going to provide a way better result. And I think that's a huge downfall of people that have so much hunger and they sp- spend it on the wrong things. What do you, do you, do you think? Yeah, that, that yeah I, I agree with a big, a big piece. Yeah, no, I, I think so. Today, me and my my wife, we did our adventure day. And what I do, I secretly plan a trip, quite local, awesome. but it's got to be a, a little bit more difficult. So today we had to get over to the River Thames, which is near mm-hmm. me, and then we paid for a little ferry to take us across. And we've never been on this ferry before. And then we got off of the other end. We went to some shops. We had a bite to eat at the, you know, and then we came back. And it's like a little mini holiday. And we don't know where we're going. She planned the next one, so it's a surprise, you know. And you come back and you feel recharged. You feel refreshed and you're ready to go again. Um, and we call them our little adventure days, and it's a it's it's a holiday in a day, a vacation in a day, really. And it doesn't have to cost a lot of money, but it just gets you away from your kids, the home, the business, the internet, you know. And um, we find that's great. And then tomorrow, when I start again, I'm ready for it. I'm already ready for it now. I could I could do it yeah. now, but I won't. I will wait till tomorrow. Yeah, because imagine if you imagine if you did just go. Um, oh, I'll I'll work the whole day, and then the next day I've got my three hour, you know, slot. You just not you, the the likelihood of you producing great work in that three hours is 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 a lot less than hey, I've filled my cup up. Um, mm. I wanted to ask you about the yeah. dots. Yeah, you've got. I'm I'm a yes. huge believer in feedback, um, not just feedback in business, but in life and, and what things are actually telling us. And I, I I have my conclusions and and ideology or ideologies around what the join up join up dots means. So guys, if you haven't listened to Join Up Dots podcast, it is the podcast to listen to. Just the way you've set it out, David, is is, is beautiful. When I first heard it, uh, so check that out, guys. There'll be links in the show notes. That part usually comes at the end of the podcast. <laughs> but yeah, tell us what join up dots means to you and, and the philosophy around it, I guess, if there is one. Yeah, there is a philosophy. And um, Steve Jobs basically did a commencement speech back in 2005 when he stood up and said uh, three short stories. Mm. And the premise of it was you can't see how your life's going to pan out until you look back and you connect the dots. Mm. Um, and he says, you've got to have trust, you've got to have faith that your path will lead to something. And so what he's basically saying is living your life every single day, you gain experience. You get good things, you get bad things. But it's up to you to pay enough attention to what's happening in your life and not just be one of the walking dead going from situation to situation and really sort of like take control of your own Mm -hmm. life. And so I've got a show called Join Up Dots and every time we talk to people like Jared um, where we say, you know, what was your big dot when you look back on it? What was the one that 
you you say, God, without that, I wouldn't be where I am. And more often than not, they're the worst things in your life. They're the times, you know, my one, I had a boss at work who was an absolute cow and made my life terrible. And I had no ex- no reason other than to say, I can't do this anymore. I've got to leave. Now, if I ever met her again, I would go, thank you so much for being a complete cow. You made my life a misery. But without you, I wouldn't be where I am now today. And then the acute burnout I had, once again, was a terrible time. But now I'm so far away from it. I think, thank God for that. I'm in such a better state. My business is better. And so it, it's really, it's the ability to look back and and constantly be taking the experiences that are good with you, but learning from the bad ones. And it's the bad ones that when you're far enough away, actually become like white dots and not black dots. They become the ones that you go never want to go through that again that was terrible but god without that yeah. you know and we we've all got those in our lives we've we've all got we go into a bar we meet somebody we think it's going to be brilliant what a great experience and then they turn out to be completely mental and they ruin our lives and then through that experience we meet somebody else that we would never have met and we go that's the love of our life you know and without the mental person we wouldn't have got <laughs> the other one you know it's um, um, it, it's a real kind of cathartic way of operating yeah. where there's no good luck, there's no bad luck. It's just life and experiences. Wow, there's so much wisdom in that. I would almost I would almost go as far as to say that you working with so many people, David, and knowing um, those stages in life, uh, all those dots, I should say, is as an entrepreneur, it seems like we've all got similar dots, right? Similar big dots. Yours with your your boss, similar to my work, your burnout, my burnout, how you would have changed your life and business once you had your burnout, how I was, you know, well, probably forced to like I was. Um, that's really cool. So are, are you... And most people can't really see these dots themselves until they've looked back in hindsight. Is that right? Mm. 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 Yeah, it, it's very much a case of that. But once you get an understanding of the dots, you can almost pivot them to become stepping stones. Wow. You can actually see it and you can think, right, I'm good at this. I know that I'm good at this skill that I've developed. So how do I take this skill and make it into something? Mm -hmm. Okay. And it's not like we were talking about, oh, find our passion. It's about being very pragmatic. You know, I'm very open. And I say my three big skills is one, I can motivate people. Two, I can communicate very well. And three, I can break down very complex subjects into understandable content, really. And that's my three talents. And it doesn't seem a lot. And you kind of think to yourself, well, how do I use that? How do I use this stuff to make a business? In the right environment, it's a business. And that's one of the things that once again, people struggle with. They are, they struggle to see the things that they naturally do amazingly well and they dismiss it because, oh, I can just do that. Yeah, yeah, you know, Ronaldo can just hit a ball from 30 yards into the top corner, you know. You know, who needs that? A lot of people need that. <laughs> a lot of people need that and they will pay a lot of money. 
Wow, that's awesome, David. I'm I'm just sitting here listening and going, you you're definitely talking to me because there's there's things that you know. I was speaking to a guy who's raising a hundred million dollar fund a couple of weeks ago. He's like, I'm trying to work out what you're about, Jared. I'm trying to work out what you're good at and what your skills are. And I'm thinking, look, I know a lot about online business. Um, and I know a lot about these things. And he's talking about the similar things that you mentioned, you know, this, 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 the soft skills that I know I have, but I don't, I don't feel that I get them across to people and say, this is, you know, these are my, these are my skills. Like, I think, I feel that we're very similar in terms of communication, breaking down complex problems. Um, but that's really, really interesting to, to think about turning, turning the dots into stepping stones where you can almost anticipate that something could become a dot and decide that yeah. as yeah. a as a force of energy into a different direction or a better direction. Would is that what you mean? Yeah. Well. Yeah, absolutely. And you only get that by walking away from your business. Mm. You know, becoming quiet. And, and allowing the, the feelings to come to you, you know, and I'm a great believer, as I said to you at the very beginning, you said, you know, how's your life at the moment? And I said to you, I'm not doing much at all. You know, it's a very quiet end of the year for me, because you need to have that break to allow Ah, yeah, I understand. And I think a lot of us experienced that in lockdown when we were suddenly forced to be in our homes and not come out and everything became quiet and the roads were quiet. I think a lot of us suddenly gained clarity where previously we were just running, 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 running all the time. And then when suddenly it was stopped and you see that with musicians and Paul McCartney and Elton John and, you know, all these people, they all made lockdown albums because suddenly they had all this free time and albums because suddenly they had all this free time and because suddenly they had all this free time and best work. So the creativity come to the fore and they probably did. So the creativity come yeah. to the fore. Wow. And they probably did. I look did back on my life and because um, they weren't a lot of my, the conveyor, like I used to you know, quit they my were job, right? part of the machine. And I would then go away just, travel for like six months to a year and a year and a half. And you're just you're just explaining a dot that's happened, like big dots that have happened to me. Is I was the the work was the dot, ran away from it. I had to go look at my life, forced to look at my life, and then make make that change. I think those forcing moments, because it's it, it is. I guess it's hard for a lot of people to get out of the conveyor belt when they feel like they're stuck in the conveyor belt. Uh, to force themselves to, I think that, uh, you know, one of my mentors, real estate mentor, talking about um, what wisdom is, is wisdom is knowledge plus reflection, mm. uh, can, equal, can equal wisdom, where you've learnt so much, but when you stop and you reflect back, that's when you can, s and that, that feedback, I guess, is vital. I don't think enough people do that in business where they actually track things spend a bit of time each week to look at their business and go, what is it doing? Not, not what am I doing in the business, but what is the business doing? Uh, do, you, do you see that as well with business owners? Just I, yeah, I, I really do. Getting feedback from the business? I, yeah, I, I do want to see the 
the increase. They're not interested in the plateau, <laughs> you know. And I, I think the yeah. plateau is yeah. is brilliant. You know, when, when my business is plateauing and it's done it numerous times, I don't have to strive for anything because it's kind of, it's bringing money in. I'm having a nice life. So why am I sort of climbing again? And I see that as the, the, the part of the piece where I'm getting ready for the, the, the part of the piece where I'm getting ready for the climb up to the top of Everest. And as soon as you get there, I go, oh, look, there's another one. We're going to go straight up there. You'd go, you're mental. But in business, <laughs> a lot of that is like that. It's all That's about just climbing, climbing, climbing. Um, and so I do think that people don't look at what the business is doing, but I don't think they appreciate that there's got to be times that the business has to go into hibernation. And you have to go into hibernation, yeah. and it's it's for you to to regroup and take a breather and get ready for the next stage. Mm. And more often than not, when you come out of that, you you know what the next stage is. You know, you you know. Hang on, I've got an idea. This is it. The excitement comes up. You're ready for it. You've got the connections. You start building it. But when you're just climbing, 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 all you do is you get to the top and you think, oh, my God, there's another there's another step to go. That's a really good way to look at it. Once you get to the top, let's go climb another one. I guess where most people will also just finish climbing, they see the next bit, don't have a break. Yeah. Which is madness. It's total madness, but we've all done it. We've all done it. You know, I started Join Up Dots. Join Up Dots is now, and I, I, I hate quoting these, but it, it demonstrates the story. It's in the the top 0.5% of podcasts. I, I, I had this company come through to me, and they said they'd monitored it all and stuff. So out of about 3 million podcasts, it's in the 0.5%. Um, there was a time I was striving, wow. striving, striving to get bigger and bigger and bigger constantly, and it almost killed me. And so I stopped, and I thought, what am I actually striving for here? You know, if mm. how many of these people that listen to my podcast are filling my bank account? Very few. So what am I actually aiming for? And I realised yeah. then that I have to think about the enjoyment of actually the podcast. And when I enjoyed it more, the audience takes care of itself because they enjoy it more, you know. And But there was a, certainly a time it was like global domination I was aiming for. Um, and that takes time. That takes time. That takes investment. That takes a team. Um, but do you actually need it? Do you need global domination? And you don't. It's just a hassle. Yeah. I often look at people that are doing, you know, eight eight figures in business um, with big teams, you know, moving into even bigger than that, you know, striving for the, you know, the nine-figure mark and you can go all the way to a billion-dollar business. But if I look at their lifestyles, I'm like, like you – there's a lot. There's a lot that they miss. There is a lot that they miss. Uh, they don't get. They, they tell you what, David. They're definitely not meditating. Yeah. They're, they're not going out and having adventure days with their partners. Um, they're not going away and surfing. And if you're living to just only work, and I think you know, some people get a lot of fulfillment from work, but you, getting all your fulfillment from one source probably isn't 
you know, it's not a it's not a, a balanced diet, is it? There, there's going to be really? a trillionaire soon. There's got to be a trillionaire. You know, every millionaire wants. Everyone wants to be a millionaire, and every millionaire wants to be a billionaire. And there's going to be a billionaire that becomes a trillionaire. And you, you go, when's there enough? You know, my my dad once said this to me, and when I was striving, 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 he said to me, "How many dinners can you eat each day?" And I said, "What? What does that mean?" That, you know, what, what, and he says, if you've got enough, you know, you're not hungry, you've got a roof over your head and you've got a lovely life and you can leave it all behind and come back to it, surely that's success. I totally agree with him now. Totally agree with him. But there was a time yeah. I, I couldn't. I couldn't agree with him. It was more, more, more. And once again, it's it's that understanding, I suppose. Is it wisdom? Or is it just the, the the life of hard knocks when you realise that ultimately when you're on your deathbed, you're going to be remembering the experiences you've had. You're going to be remembering the loves you've had. You're not going to remember how much money sitting in a bank account that you've forgotten about. You know, um, I think somebody said, I don't want to be the richest man in a cemetery. And I think that's that's true, you know, and... That's where the dots join up again. The dots join up because life is the journey. Life is showing us, you know, we should never have a completed business. We should never have a completed relationship. We should always be moving towards it, but enjoying the dots as they happen, being in the present. And uh, I, I don't think mm. I've been the best person at doing that in the past. Well, I certainly haven't even... Either David, uh, there's. I don't even know how to get feedback in my life. I didn't know how to have reflection or any of that sort of stuff. Um, but as we, as we evolve, and hopefully people listen to this episode, I'm sure they have now, is if they've learned a bunch. I mean, there's so much wisdom in this episode, and I just want to say thank you for that, David. Like, that's all you, and I really appreciate it. And uh, yeah, join up dots. Is that where we're going to send people? You can send them there. You go over to Google and type in join up dots and you'll find me and um, everything spins off from there. Great. Awesome. Thanks so much for coming on, David. Really appreciate it. Guys, check out join up dots. It's an awesome podcast and uh, we'll see you on the